Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastor that leads you. I'm Ryan Reed. And I am John Moore. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. John, I'm, uh, I'm cracking the whip this morning. Uh, as, uh, as one of our good friends, uh, Ronnie, would say, whipping the crack, you know, uh, so... We uh we're getting ready. That never gets old, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, every time I think of him, I think about it. Poor Ronnie. Um, every time I see him, I think about whipping the crack. You know, like you know, every once in a while, you'll get in your head about something. And you'll think yeah. I'm gonna say something wrong today, and people will not forget it. Yeah. And then you tell yourself, No, 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 that doesn't happen. Oh, well, let God. me be here to tell you, it does. It does happen. The um, poor guy, he had just gotten to town too. He yeah. just moved to town. Yeah. Instead of whipping the crack, he said crack. Instead of cracking the whip, he said, whip it to crack. crack. We've never let him live it down either. That is so funny. Uh, So we are uh, (laughs) back in the saddle today uh, to record in the midst of... uh, Did you know that there is a pandemic going on? I did know that, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we are in month, uh, see, April, May, June, July, August, September. I mean, we're in six months of this thing. Yeah, half a year. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, so ready for it to be over with, but... uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm just kidding. No, yeah, we're all tired of it, right? Yeah, we are. But it's led to some some. Uh, it's led to some challenges. We it can has. say. What What would you say? Churches. This is kind of off subject a little bit. But what What do you, What would you say for your church has been the, the been the biggest challenge for you guys? Yeah, I think uh, perceived challenge or or. Okay, when who are you asking me or are you asking, asking you? The church? Obviously, you're sitting in front of right, me. Right, I know I'm that. But I'm saying, you. do you want to know what I think is going to be the biggest challenge, or do you want to know what I want the to know church what you, thinks? You as a pastor, okay. practical. This is a practical episode. Yeah, I want to know I, what you think. I think is what we're talking about here. I think uh, yeah. the biggest challenge that my church is going to have is that for six months now they have been undiscipled yeah. in discipleship programs, and we have relied on the pulpit. Yeah, uh, which is good and sure. necessary. We believe in it. Obviously. We believe in it, but we've also we've 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 relied on the fact that they're doing it themselves. Yeah. And my concern yeah. is they're not doing it themselves. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I agree with that, obviously, because uh, this episode is my idea. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, you just wanted me to agree with you. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, you know, our worship attendance is okay. I mean, if if you take these. Uh, what I believe are fallacies, by the way. I just want you to know the, these figures that we're using as multipliers to yeah, multiply yeah. the people that are watching it online. My, I don't, I don't want to be a negative Nancy here, but I, I don't really think you you can count those things. But anyway, um, our worship attendance has been okay. That's not really what I'm most concerned about. Is yeah. who's going to come back to worship? What I'm most concerned about is the stagnated growth. Yeah of the personal walk with Christ right. of our people. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's going to be something that we're going to see as we move forward is that people, people are just have not been growing. I don't think maybe they have, uh, but I don't think honestly, Ryan, I don't think you and I prepared our people yeah. for this. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and I think since we did not prepare our people for this and granted we didn't, I, who who had any idea, right? Yeah. I mean, we 2020 gonna, was going to be 2020 yeah. vision, right? It was going <laughs> to yeah. be our year. Yeah, this is the year. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to throw a ship in there. We'll be ready to yeah, go. So, I mean, I I don't I don't think any of us could have been ready for this, but I don't think we prepared our people for a difficulty. Right? Maybe that's the maybe it's because America has been in such a time of peace and prosperity. Mm-hmm. We thought, well, it'll never come a day 
when we won't right. be able to gather and personally disciple yeah, our people. Yeah. And I think for the longest time, the church has operated as a trellis for our people, holding yes, them that's up. that's right. Yeah. Um, and even even Sunday school, you know, you can we can we all have complaints about uh, whether or not our Sunday school or our small groups are being as effective as they need to be. Yeah. But the fact is, they were they were meeting right. right that's right. We were right. studying the Bible together. Yeah. At my church, uh, three to four times a week. Right. Um. And five times if you count both sermons, sure. right? Yeah. Um, so we were at least gathering and study the Bible. Not everybody yeah. came, but those who did come, they were growing. Right. Um, so now we've removed that trellis, and the hope is that they continue that intense study at home or that, that regular habitual study at home. But the fear is that's not happening. Yeah, and I, I think that's a beautiful picture that you've painted about with the trellis, you know. That, Thank you. That, I'm quite the artist. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm the modern day Bob Ross. I think words. that is uh that is a that it's a perfect picture and we have been the trellis. And it ought not be that way. Um but yet I, I think I think the way that we've done church uh that's kind of the way we've done it. We've programmed right. something else. Yeah. Yeah. And since right now all of our programs have been ripped from us where are we right so yeah. um so what we're going to talk about today is um is is the disciplines of our faith mm-hmm. but not only the disciplines of our faith but as pastors how we develop those disciplines mm-hmm. into the normal everyday life of our church members right. so that when we are removed from the congregating of the of the church we can we can be sure that they're still doing these disciplines and these right. practices. Therefore, they're still experiencing spiritual growth. That's it. You're right. Uh, so uh, we, what are the disciplines? What, what are we talking about when we say spiritual disciplines? Well, I mean, you know, you can you can find several different lists. Everybody Everybody's going to include a, a different list of exactly what those disciplines are. But uh, one by one, I would say the one that's at the top of my list and what I desire for my people more than any of the others would be would be Bible reading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want my people reading Scripture, and I think that that's a that's a discipline uh, of our faith. That not only are we not practicing it as much as I wish that we were right now, but uh, but even in the past when we were meeting as a church, you know, yeah. it's something that I wish my people had had were doing more. So Bible reading right. is one. The second one that I think is of great significance is prayer. Right. Um, you know the discipline of prayer is a difficult discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, I'm preaching on it Sunday from the Sermon on the Mount. It's one of those things I don't think we we understand what it is, and we have uh, we have a misunderstanding of what it should be. And so, uh, Bible reading and prayer, and uh, and you would throw one in with prayer. Yeah, I, I would think. say meditation, which is combining Bible reading and prayer. Yeah, right, when yeah. we meditate on God's word and. Uh, we work through that. Yeah, you know, um, I think we see that in, in Psalm one. You know, med- yeah, meditate exactly. on the law. No, don't night. just read it, right? But meditate on it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, so meditation would go in there. Uh, we would include things like uh, study, intense study of the word, yeah. um, uh, and we would say jour- journaling. Some people uh, uh, have journaling along with that. Um, fasting is a good one. Yeah. Uh, giving solitude. Um, all, all these are our disciplines. We would say uh, one of the words I like to use when we talk about disciplines is habits. Right. Right. We're trying yep, yep. to cultivate godly habits. We all have bad habits. We all have habits. Yeah. The question is, are we are we making our habits yeah. God glorifying habits? Yeah. There, there's a guy. I think his last name is Mathis that wrote uh, the Habits of Grace. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, that, and then what is his last name Mathis? Anyway, uh, he calls them habits as habits of grace. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a. Um, a good word to use because that's what we want. We want we want our people to be involved in habits. These 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 righteous spiritual 
maturing habits of their faith that we see played out before us in Scripture and that uh, we see played out also uh, by those who are growing in their faith. So uh, we, we talk about disciplines because people have been removed from the function of the church, and so they need that spiritual growth element. Uh, we, we've talked about what the disciplines are that we desire for our people to have. Now the question, I think, comes before us, and the one that really we need to try to answer today is how do we as pastors instill these disciplines in the lives of our people mm-hmm. so that when the normal congregating of the church is uh, is going away, they're continuing to grow in their faith. So how do we instill the disciplines of our faith in our people? Yeah, so I would just first begin uh, with instruction yeah. accompanied with accountability. Yeah, that's good. So I think you've got to have instruction. You got to tell them how to do it. Um, so we, we need to instruct our people how to pray. Yeah, we need to instruct our people how to meditate on the Word of God. We need yeah. to instruct them how to read the Word of God. Um, instruct them in these things that we believe are important, and then couple that instruction with accountability. Because yeah. as my Bible teacher, Dr. Ronald Meeks, used to say, "People don't do what you expect; they do what you inspect." Watch out! Uh, I think that's and I think that's helpful. Um, also known as the rapper Meek. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Lil Meek. <laughs> Lil Meek. Uh, Lil Meek. So uh, no, but we 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 they, people do what you inspect. There's got to be accountability to that. So where I see yeah. that in in my own personal life, and one of the areas I think that Midway has done um, pretty well is that. Uh, a few years ago, we as a church decided to read the Bible through. Yeah, and so yeah. we had probably our core group at least was reading the Bible through, and yeah. there was accountability to that, so yeah. that um, you know I could I could talk to any of them on any time that we gathered and yeah. said, "How are you doing with your Bible reading?" Yeah. And they would do the same to me. Sure. So we all made it because of that. Yeah. Uh, and when when uh, when this threw us into a loop with coronavirus, I still heard, "I'm still doing my Bible reading." I want right, you to know, right, I'm still right. doing my Bible reading. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's helpful because if I hadn't have done that, yeah. Well, I hope you're still doing your Bible reading, mm-hmm. but do you have a plan? Do you have accountability? Do you have structure? Yeah. With that? Yeah. And, and instruction is one of those good things. Again, it's one of those things that we had to have done. <clears throat> Before, before right. right? So that's that's something that's really important. But at the same time, it's still not too late. Right? Oh yeah, I would I would still you know I would still try to instruct your people in how to read the Bible. I, if, Let's if, use that one as you an know. John Piper wrote a book a, a book a while back, and I was just so ashamed that he didn't name it. Don't waste your coronavirus, <laughs> um, because that's that's the idea, right? God has given us this opportunity, and we don't want to say, "Oh, we'll get them next pandemic." Right? Right? Yeah, no, yeah, we yeah. have time yeah. now to instill these disciplines. Yeah. But you're right; it would have been. Um, more beneficial for our folks had we emphasized these these things yeah uh to a greater extent we, if we had known we certainly did not do this intentionally and in thinking right. yeah, about yeah, yeah. the uh thinking about the coronavirus but we talked through the book how to read the bible for all that's worth uh-huh. uh last semester and uh i guarantee you those people that were in that class they know how to read the bible differently than rec- than, o- than the ordinary believer right. and so i think that instruction is so good that you're saying, how do we read it? And I'm not saying that can't occur in in the pulpit, but real deep instruction of how to read the Bible, how to pray, how to study, meditate, journal, mm-hmm. all those things probably is going to occur in some kind of discipleship relationship. Right, right. And that that folds right into that accountability issue. Like You're talking about how you did it as a whole church, mm-hmm. and uh, your church holds you accountable, which mm-hmm. I think is beautiful, uh, but also you're able to hold them accountable. But also that can be done in small groups. You know, I mean, yeah. it can be done in Sunday school class groups. It can be done in D groups, whatever your discipleship arm is of your church. Uh, that accountability is so necessary if you're going to instill these disciplines in, in their life. Yeah, and it's I think it's better. 
better. It's it's better. Better, 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 better. It's better. Better, better. It's it's better if the accountability doesn't just come from the pulpit, right? Yeah, if sure. If it's just sure. the pastor, my pastor is always calling yeah. me and telling me I'm not giving yeah, like I ought to. Right? Yeah. No, it, that needs to come from from uh, peers. Yeah. Right. And you you bring up something that uh, you you used it in the sense of accountability, but that I wrote it down on my list, and that is example. I think people need to know that you are a reader of the word, yes. not mm-hmm. just one that tells people they ought to read yes. the word. There's a difference between those two Come things. Come on now. Yeah, and uh, and I think you you can display that in a couple of ways. One, you can talk about it. You know, as you as you read the Bible during the week and as you're preparing your sermon on Sunday, you can say this is like what we read in Joshua 3 this week. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Or yeah. uh, or or you can do it as well, you know, when you're when you're teaching on your Wednesday night, you know, as mm-hmm. we were reading scripture this week because Ryan has taught me something and um Ryan and Gary Pimenter both kind of got me on this idea of praying through the Psalms idea, yeah, right? Uh-huh. And so uh well, that's cuz Gary is a very smart man. Yeah, yeah, he is. And uh, so you know, uh, I, I stand up on Wednesday nights virtually with my congregation, and we pray through a psalm together, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so that's an example of saying, hey, I prayed through this this morning, yep. and uh, here's how you might want to pray through this as well. So uh, instruction, accountability, I put example, anything else. How do we instill these disciplines into our people? Yeah, and I think it's just, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's like, it's like working out, right? Um, so I, I decided a few months ago with coronavirus that I was gonna I was going to make sure that I am I am uh, focusing more on exercise, and I talked to a good friend of mine who ha- has made it a habit in his life to exercise um, throughout the week, uh, and I just asked him about it, and he was like, man, um, really, it's just stubbornness, right? That's the, that's the key, is just to yeah. be stubborn, yeah. uh, and we need to be able to instill some stubbornness into our people, because it doesn't always feel good to do discipline. Right, yeah. Um, so making it habitual means that we wake up and we don't ask ourselves, am I going to read the Bible today? We know, yeah, yeah. well, I'm going to, I'm going to begin with Bible reading. I may not feel like Bible reading right now, yeah. uh, but it's often, that's the time that we need it the most. Mm-hmm, and so we, we, mm-hmm. we are stubborn and we say, nothing is going to move me on this. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to make time for, for uh, my discipleship and also having a short memory, right? Yeah. So right now I did not do good last week with exercise. You did not. I did not. I, and y'all know because y'all are, we have accountability <laughs> built in. I have yeah. not done well. Yeah. And that means... Uh, you know, when I when I start next week, I'm gonna think, well, I already had a bad week. You know, I've yeah. kind of had a bad September. I'll get them next month, That's right? Right. Yeah. Uh, but we need to have short memories and say it doesn't matter what you did last week. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. if you went on vacation and you didn't yeah. find time to read the Bible, and now you're yeah. behind four or five chapters. No, that doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is being stubborn and saying nothing's going to shake me. Today is a new day. Today I need the mercies of God. I will seek Him. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I think you know, again, all of you guys that are listening to this, especially if you're pastors. Uh, you have ideas about your own people. You know what works with your people and what doesn't. And I would just say for you guys to think through this, when we come back together, when we when we come back as normal, quote, you know, if that ever is, if it ever is like it was, how are you going to discipline your your church to be more disciplined in their Bible reading and prayer and that sort of thing? I think you need to think through those things. How yeah. are you going to discipline them to be more disciplined? Uh, because who knows if we have another pandemic. But right. if we do, let's be prepared for it, right? Yeah, and so, I think even without a pandemic, we need to be prepared to have our our people can self-feed. Yeah, you right? know what's crazy is is that we would have never taken a break from church. Yeah. And, and one of the reasons I think we would have never taken a break from church is because we would not have thought our people could have done it, yeah. that mm-hmm. our people could have handled not being at church. Right. And now that we've been forced to do it— um, 
if you can get your people to be self-disciplined, then you could say, hey, we're not meeting next week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, just continue reading, praying, meditating, studying, right? Do those things in the week. We'll see you all in a couple of weeks, you know, yeah. which is crazy to us even right. think about. Uh, but if our people are truly disciplined and are walking in the disciplines of the faith, uh, it, it wouldn't hurt them as much, I guess, to miss. Right, and uh, I think the other thing to, to think about is the fact that um, these disciplines are all interrelated. Yeah, and they I, are. Lifeway had a study a while back when they introduced yeah. their optimal translation through their independent study, of uh, which Bible <laughs> translation was the best. Lifeway determined that the best Bible <laughs> translation, the optimal yeah. Bible translation, was the CSB. Yeah, uh, I didn't think there was any. There probably wasn't any overlap there. But yeah. when they released that, they talked. They did a study on the spiritual disciplines, which disciplines uh, directly impact. Uh, the other disciplines, and yep. they found that the one discipline that impacts all other disciplines is Bible study. That's right. Right. So if someone is reading their Bible, they inevitably pray more. Then yep. they are they are more uh, interested in study. They are more interested in meditation. They are yep. more interested in journaling and fasting and giving and yep. solid and all of these things. They they it bleeds over. And yep. so if yep. we are emphasizing something as simple as Bible reading, we're going to see that come. We're going to see that come to fruition. We're we're not going to have to. We're going to see people that are that are more interested in coming to church, more more interested in, in yeah. worship, more interested in the fellowship, yeah. and it's simply because they are coming in contact with the living and breathing Word of God. Yeah, instill in your people the disciplines of our faith. That's our big idea, That's right? It. Instill it. in your people the disciplines of our faith. So, uh, just kind of moving directions a little bit. I don't know where we are on time, but um, but where what are some of your personal practices of uh, these spiritual disciplines? And, uh, and and I think because there are lay people as well that listen to this podcast, uh, if anybody does, there's a few preachers. There's a few people. Few people. I don't so, think my mom listens anymore. <laughs> uh, but what are some of those? Uh, what are some of those personal practices? So so if you're a layman and you're hearing two preachers sitting around talking about how our people need to have these disciplines, uh, what are some practices that you would say? Here's what. Here's how you can begin. Here's what you can do in order to instill these practices in themselves. Yeah, I would say uh, first find you a good Bible reading plan. Find you yeah. some structure. It doesn't have to be read the Bible through in a year. <clears throat> right. It can be read the New Testament through in a year, right. whatever yep. that is. Yep. Uh, read the Bible uh, six days a week, five yep. days a week, You know, whatever yep. it may be. Uh, but you need to have some sort of structure that's going to keep you accountable. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say uh, uh, to, to bring other people in. Right. Sure. Spiritual disciplines are a very intimate thing. They are. Uh, so... I think it's helpful to bring people into your intimate life in that way and say, hey, listen, uh, I'm I'm trying to get serious about spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. and I need your help. Yeah. So I need you to call me and, and to ask right, me, Have right. you, did you did you pray today? Did you read the Bible today? Uh, what has the Lord been teaching you in your quiet time? Uh, yeah. Those those inviting accountability is helpful. It's certainly a lot less painful than um, not inviting accountability and someone giving it to you anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I would say those are two good steps to begin with. Uh, and then there's several uh, helpful resources out there. I think that uh, that can that can help as well. Before we get to those, John, what what do you have to say to that question? Yeah, so I would say uh, I, I'm going to take what you said with accountability, and I'm going to make it a little bit different. But I would say that we understand that right now in our lives we can't meet in large gatherings, but you can meet in small groups. And I would say find you a small group of people that you can read the word with, that you can pray with, that you can walk through scripture with, that can hold you accountable. You know, yeah. even if it's not just one guy calling you, which is a great idea, mm-hmm. uh, but a small group that you can walk through those things together as well, uh, we can do right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. find that small group of people that you will read the Bible with. And I also will say, for me in my life, um, 
you know, I, I'm not a read the Bible through a, 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 in a year guy. And, uh, and I know some people are, and they think that if you don't, that, you know, you're right. some kind of lower Christian. Go ahead. Yeah, but, attack uh, now. but I'm a chapter a day. I read a chapter of Scripture a day. Mm-hmm. and uh, Is that enough for you? Well, I mean, you know, this is a long is that, haul. Is that thing. all the Bible you can take? <laughs> yeah. This is, this is, uh, it's it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. That's right. right. So uh, I only need a little bit of Bible. I've done as much as I can do. That's right. It's exactly right. So uh, I, I read a chapter a day. Right now, I'm in Joshua. Uh, just finished Galatians, going back and forth kind of mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. So you know, my encouragement to people is 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 practice it. If it means that you you can only read a chapter a day, read a chapter a day. Right. If you're an overachiever and you want to read a book a day, well, by golly, go for it. Whatever it. you know. Uh, my encouragement has always been read what you can read. Yeah. Uh, and that that applies to the translations as well. The your, the the best translation is the one that you'll read. Yeah. And depending the on the Holy Spirit to sort out everything else. Yeah. Uh, but but you know I, I think I think just doing it is the biggest thing yeah. you know what what you said was was uh, you know kind of be tenacious you didn't use that word but that's that's where we've got to be as a people yeah. tenacious the Satan does not want you to be disciplined in your faith right mm-hmm. and and so you've got to be disciplined on your own you've got to be tenacious and so uh, meeting small groups for accountability be tenacious or, or you know don't be hard headed whatever you want to say and uh, and just press on you know and yeah. you'll you'll see growth in your faith as a result of it so right. uh those are some personal just some personal practices that i have that i think are important mm-hmm. uh there are several resources though and that's where you wanted to go so uh, what, what are some of those resources that you would mention uh for people to go to and find yeah so there are several resources on just spiritual disciplines uh, so the uh the one for years was uh uh so, it was foster uh, his celebration of discipline uh willard in his uh book uh, on spiritual disciplines, I don't remember. It may be just called spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And then Donald Whitney has one that's just called spiritual disciplines and it's good yeah. as well. And then I would recommend a, a new book that came out uh, a couple of years ago, uh, 2018 or so. And it's called how to grow by Daryl dash. I've seen that. I have not um, read that, man. It is very good. Very good. Applying the gospel to all of life. Uh, and, and it's just, I thought it was a very good book. I thought it's very layman, layman uh, oriented. And yet at the same time, you know, helpful um for pastors as well i'll give it five stars on goodreads watch out i thought it was a very good book yeah very good book so and you know those those that you mentioned are great whitney willard foster uh i I would also um give you a couple others one is the mathis book on the the habits of grace i think it's a great book there's a little book that just came out this past year uh by john mark comer and uh and it's you know, it's one of those. Uh, I hope John Mark doesn't listen to this podcast, but it's one of those cheesy books. It's it, the formatting is weird, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's bright orange, and it's just kind of one of those. Well, if he listens, he's not going to anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those cheesy looking books, but it's about discipline. Yeah, particularly, uh, it, it's about it's about slowing down, yeah. silence, solitude, simplicity. Right. And uh, and if I could remember the name of it, I would tell you right now, but I can't. But uh, the ruthless elimination of hurry is okay, the name yeah, of it. Yeah. The ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Homer, and uh, it was really good for me to think about, uh, particularly uh, solitude, silence, and uh, those type things. So I would include I would include John Mark Homer's book uh, as a great You're resource. Comer, C O M E R. See, you just run all that together. John, John Mark Homer, <laughs> John Mark. 
Comer. Comer. C O M E R. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if it's Comer or Comer or Comer. I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to hear some other variations that you think it could be. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I want to I want to always go to is the Replicate Ministries F two sixty reading plan. Yeah. Which uh, they have they have a they have a through the Bible uh, in a year plan, but they also have a through a new te- through the New Testament a yeah. year plan, which I think is a great great read too. That's what I did last year, and uh, just doing something a little bit different this year. So those are some great resources I would call you to go to. But pastors, I think, uh, and and Ryan and I are not saying that we've got this figured out, but pastors, I would say begin instilling in your people the need for disciplines in their life. Right. They're not going to be connected to the church as they were in the past, I don't think, for for our foreseeable future. And so we need to start instilling these disciplines in them so that spiritual growth can continue to be accomplished. That's it. That's it. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's it, as long as that was uh, sufficient. That's sufficient, I think. I, th- I think uh, I think it'd be good enough. It'd be good enough. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us today. Uh, if you like our podcast, please do like, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And we will see you next time. Until then, keep loving your imperfect church. Remember, one day she will be perfected in the